We uh, have been studying on eternal life and the many workings of eternal life. We studied on the source of eternal life. We studied on the reality of life and it becoming real in your life. We studied on the purpose and Jesus is coming. Tonight we're going to study about eternal life and some things that it does. But the number one thing that it does that's so important is that it frees you from every bit of the dominion of Satan. Hallelujah. Totally sets you free from anything of the enemy. Say, well, what, what all does that include? Anything that the enemy has. What does he have? Old habits? He can free you from it. Sin, sickness, disease, poverty, failure, all the things that come with the realm of Satan. Jesus Christ came to bring you this life, and he brought it, and and it freed you from everything of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Let me read you some things here before we get started. Barclay, in his New Testament words, he said, We shall never enter into the full idea of eternal life until we rid ourselves of the almost instinctive assumption that eternal life means primarily life which goes on forever and ever. Eternal life does not mean that it's life that goes on forever and ever. Another thing that people mistake eternal life for is that when you die, you'll go to heaven, and that's eternal life. That's wrong, too. Although that is included, it is a part of it, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, W. Vines, he says, eternal life is the God kind of life. In other words, eternal life is the substance that God himself is made out of. That's what God's made out of. He's got, he's life. Eternal life. Eternal life is the God kind of life. It is the quality of life he has inside himself. It is the life and nature of God, the divine nature. And when one is born again by receiving Jesus Christ, this life is imparted to his spirit. He passes from death to life and becomes a new creation. He says he uh, he says this, Zoe is used in the New Testament as life as a principle. It is in the absolute sense. In other words, Zoe is in Christ and in God and in you. And this life that was in God is total, total life. Total life. It's all life. It's not part, God is not made up of part life and part this. He is totally made up of the life and nature of Almighty God. That's why He is God. Praise the Lord. Lord. Uh, Vine says this that which the Father had, this life, that life that God has in Himself and which was manifested. By the Son of God, that is what we're talking about. This is the life that we're talking about right here. It is life as God himself has it. It is life only as God can produce it. No one else has any of this. This is the substance in which God is made of himself. In other words, in other words, this is God. This is God. Life is God. God himself. 
John 1, 4 said, in him was life. Talking about Jesus Christ, in him was life. And this life was the light of men. John 5, 26 says, as the Father hath life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself. In the Greek, the word life there is zoe, zoe. Say this with me, zoe. Zoe. Praise God. All right, listen, listen. In, insert zoe in place of life. It said, in him was zoe, and this zoe was the light of men. This zoe is God himself. In Jesus Christ was God himself. He said, as the Father hath zoe in himself, so has he given the Son to have zoe in himself. Jesus Christ walked the face of this earth and showed people what the life and nature of God would do. He showed them exactly what this life would do. He would feed the multitudes. He would multiply. He would heal the sick. He would raise the dead. He would do supernatural feats. And this came about because he was a different man than other people. He had the life and nature of God in himself. Amen? In John 10, 10, he said, I am come that you might have this life. Now, you might have it and have it in abundance. You might have this same kind of life in you. The same thing that Jesus had that made him different than other men, the same identical substance that's in God the Father is in you at the new birth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Life is not just living forever. Life See, everybody ought to realize this. Eternal life does not mean that we're just going to live forever because sinners are going to live forever. Amen? Amen. We're just going to live one place and they're going to live another. But eternal life is a quality of life. In, in Barclay, uh, British Bible and Foreign uh, Bible Society, when they translated the New Testament, they translated it for people that spoke English as a second language. Say that you were a Frenchman and, and you was raised and learned French and you wanted to study English. This Bible was for that kind of people that, that, that knew English as a second language. It's real simple and it's real clear. But he said eternal life is not the duration of life, but eternal life draws attention to the quality of life. It's the quality of life. It is the life and nature of God. Do you understand that? Hallelujah. It's the life and nature of Almighty God. The same thing that makes God God. The same thing that made the Christ, the risen Lord, that made him Christ. That same life dwells in you at the new birth. Hallelujah. And when you receive this, it not only... When you receive life, not only does God impart life to your spirit and you become a new creation, not only that, but something else happens. Eternal life is, just, is not just a substance, it is a whole realm. You are placed into a new kingdom and it is the kingdom of Almighty God. It is the kingdom of life. It is the kingdom of life. When you're born again, your spirit, it's imparted to your spirit, and your spirit is united with Christ. The life that's in him comes into you, but also this life, it puts you into another whole realm, and it is the life of God. Yes. The life realm. 
And when you get into the life realm, anything that the enemy has, it totally frees you from it. No matter what it is. No matter what it is. Praise God. Turn with me to Genesis tonight. Second chapter. Genesis, the second chapter. See, this realm of life that you're placed into, it is the kingdom realm, it's the kingdom of God, it is the eternal realm, it is the life realm, and Jesus Christ is the only king in this realm. He is the only king in this realm, and Satan has no more jurisdiction in this realm then, when you get born again, than you do uh, have any rights in Russia today. Amen. So you know, you know, if you could, you could go to Russia, but that don't mean you could get in without some kind of legal way to get in. And you wouldn't have any rights after you got there because you don't belong to that country. Well, it's the same identical thing. Satan has no more rights over you than than he has over Jesus Christ. He has no more legal rights over you to put anything on you than he does to put it on Jesus Christ Himself. Because you've been placed into this realm. Hallelujah. Let's show the two realms that, that, that are in the world. Genesis 2, 16 and 17. Said the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the, of, the, of the garden thou mayest eat freely, freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in that day thou that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Well, we know without a shadow of a doubt, the Bible says that Adam did not die physically for 930 years. Genesis 5, 5 says he died after 930 years physically. But something else happened to him right then. He said, in that day that thou eatest of that fruit, you shall die. In that day, a spiritual condition called death came into his spirit. Into his spirit came spiritual death because of sin, and death followed it right on in, and he died that very day. And when he did, Satan came right through a dead spirit of man. See, Satan had no right on this earth. He had no jurisdiction. He had nothing to do with this earth. He could not just come in anytime he wanted to. He had to have a way in, and he came in by hook or crook, but he got in. And he came in through Adam's dead spirit because of his sin and set up a kingdom in this earth called the spiritual death kingdom or the kingdom of darkness. He he didn't even have a kingdom. Satan didn't have a kingdom. Do you know that? He didn't have a kingdom. The only way he had a kingdom was he was going to have to steal it. And by hook or crook, some kind of way to get a kingdom. And he, he by causing Eve and Adam both to sin, he came right through that spiritual death realm and set up a kingdom and darkness ruled and reigned in the earth. Romans 5.12 said because of sin, because of sin, all men that come into this earth are, die spiritually because of one man's sin. Well, what happened? Adam opened the door by cause of his sin, and death came right through that, and he set up this kingdom of spiritual death. 
And every man born on the face of this earth is born into that kingdom, born right into it, and it's just like being born into a, a hospital that was plagued with, with the bluebonnet plague. Everything that's right there that was born right in the middle of it, and it contaminated everyone that's born into the earth. Contaminated the whole world. Hallelujah. So we know that there's only two kingdoms. You know, Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, that you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. you got to be born again. Well, see, this, this kingdom we're talking about here, when a man becomes born again, he's placed into this kingdom of Almighty God. You know, in Ephesians 6, 12, he says, uh, I... We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in this world and with spiritual wickedness in high places. See, it's only two kingdoms. It's either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of life. Life and death are the two kingdoms. There's no other kingdoms. Death rules the whole world. You know, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, calls Satan the God of this world. Jesus called him the evil genie of this world. Well, blessed be God, you can be in this world, but you don't have to be of this world. You can be of another realm, and Satan has no jurisdiction over any of this realm that we're moved into at the new birth. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Matthew 4 and 16. Here's a prophecy about the Lord Jesus Christ coming. Matthew 4, 16. said, The people which sat in darkness saw a great light. The people that sat in darkness saw great light. And them which were set in the region and the shadow of death, light is sprung up. He said, from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Praise God. There is another realm coming. He said, those people that sat in darkness, they're going to see a great light spring up. They're going to see God himself spring up. He's going to bring life to the world. Hallelujah. You don't have to be in darkness. You don't have to be under the jurisdiction of the evil one. You don't have to be laboring under a strong hand of death continually with the weight of uh, Satan upon you. You don't have to. Blessed be God, you can have Jesus and be transferred into a new kingdom. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Rules translation said, those that sat in the shadowy regions of death. Shadowy regions of death. Knox said, for men abiding in a land where death overshadowed them. They were, men were abiding in a land where death overshadowed them. Death. Well, what do you mean? Just for fear of death. Not just that, but fear of everything that is in darkness. People today are afraid of cancer, have told you all this fear of it. They have fear of heart attacks, fear of dying, fear of everything, fear of everything in the death realm. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Praise God. And we've been turned loose from that fear of death. For I tell you right now, the only taste of death you'll ever have as a Christian was at the new birth. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's the only taste of death you'll ever meet. Amen. Glory to God. You died then. And born again all at the same time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Luke, the fourth chapter. It is about the temptation in the wilderness after Jesus received the Spirit of God. I've heard people say, well, uh, this world is not under the jurisdiction of Satan. That God runs the world, he'll just do what he wants to. Well, that's not so, my friend. If that was so, he'd save the whole world this evening. He wouldn't wait till in the morning. Amen? Amen? He would heal every person this very day if they would receive him. He would set every person free this evening if he were just, just doing something because he wanted to. God is not a God of force. He's a God of love and gives man a choice. He said, I've set before you this day life and death. Choose ye life. Choose ye life. Don't choose the death realm. You've got something else to choose from now. Hallelujah. That even includes Christians. I'm talking about people that's born again. When sickness tries to come, you can choose which one you want. You have a choice to make. When poverty tries to come to your door, you don't have to choose that. Jesus Christ said, I will supply your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, my God supplies my needs. My God does according to his wealth. Not according to my, the world situation. Praise God. See, we, we may live in this world, but we're not of this world. We are of another kingdom. How many of you believe tonight that you're in the kingdom of God? He told Nicodemus, you must be born again to enter into this kingdom. I've been born again. Have you been born again tonight? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Have you been, have you met him as Lord and King of your life? Hallelujah. It's a many Christian today that knows him as Savior, that knows him as baptizer in the Holy Ghost, but it's a lot of them that don't know as Lord king over their life. I mean set free from anything of the enemy. Satan's days are limited when you get a hold to some of this truth. In the temptation, and they were legal temptations, heard men, and even read in commentaries that that Satan was the author of lies and here's just another one of his lies here. No, this was not a lie here. The kingdoms of the world belong to him. Luke 4 and look in the fifth verse. He said, And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed him, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All the power, all this power will I give unto thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me. He said, all the power of these kingdoms has been delivered unto me. Well, who delivered it to him? Adam did. Adam delivered it unto him when he, when he committed high treason against Almighty God. He delivered it unto him. It's been delivered unto him. And I don't know how long 
long that, that, that Adam had a lease on this earth. I don't know how long that is, but I tell you what, his lease is running out. Hallelujah. Praise God. The body of Christ is rising up and finding out who they are and reaching and taking back what belongs to Almighty God. Hallelujah. And what Jesus bought and paid for at the cross, it belongs to the church and Satan has no right and has no jurisdiction over any man that's born of God. Amen. He said, this thing's been delivered unto him. He said, and the devil said unto him, all the power will I give thee and the glory of them, for it is delivered unto me, and to whosoever I will, I give it. He said, I'll give it to who I want to. It's mine. Seventh verse. said, if thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. In the little literal Greek, it says, if you'll bow your knee one time, just bow your knee one time, and I'll give you all this kingdom. Blessed be God. Oh, thank God that our Lord Jesus Christ saw the, saw the handwriting on the wall. He saw what Adam, had, how he had failed. And the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, he came and set back right and took back all the things that, that, that the evil one had stole through Adam. He undone every bit of it in Christ. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, turn with me to Acts, the 26th chapter. We're basically just establishing that there is two kingdoms and only two kingdoms and that darkness and death are Satan's realm and life and light are God's realm. Hallelujah. Acts the 26th chapter, the 18th verse. Paul preaching here in the presence of King Agrippa. You know, a lot of people are afraid to tell people about the Lord no matter where they're He stood right, right up in the king's chambers and preached to him the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, I like a bold, confident preacher. I like one that is standing in the face of all the world's uh, accolades and everything that they have and proclaim Jesus is Lord. And when you preach it under the anointing of all, Almighty God, those people's going to listen to this thing. They're going to hear this thing. Yeah. All king said, oh, Paul said, I'm almost persuaded. Paul told him, oh, I'd do anything I could if you'd just believe, man. He said in the 18th verse, he was telling him what he was doing. He said to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. There's only two kingdoms. And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. And an inheritance. Praise God. So it's only two kingdoms. Darkness and death and Satan are the same thing. Life, light, and Almighty God is the other realm. There's only two kingdoms. Blessed be God. Turn with me to Hebrews now, the second chapter. Hebrews, the second chapter. Hebrews 2.14 said, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, 
he also likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and to deliver them, deliver them, that through death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You know, people don't even know they're under bondage. They don't know what the problem is. But I'm telling you, they, they are connected to hell itself. They have a covenant with hell itself. They have a covenant with death and don't even know they got a covenant. They don't know it, but blessed be God, Jesus Christ came to set them free from that thing. Good speech said he might dethrone the Lord of death, the devil, and free them from their slavery. Might dethrone them. Dethrone death. Hudson said, Him who rules the spear of death, that is the, the devil. Johannes Grieber said, Deliver those whose lives, who, who lived under the spell of the prince of death. Lived under his spell. How many of you know today that are living under a spell of Satan? You know, they don't have to be possessed of the devil. I'm not saying that. But I'm talking about just caught up in the world situation and the world's way of living and the world system just caught up in the world's thing. That's the way Satan wants to get you done, get you involved in this to keep your mind off of Almighty God where he can keep you involved in his system rather than turning from his darkness to light. Amen. See? Amen. Law back. He says, so that he might, talking about Jesus, so that he might destroy the devil who is king of death. He set us free from death. We need no longer be slaves to the fear of death. He set you free. What's that song? He set me free. He set me free. Praise the Lord. He has set me free. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Turn, turn with me back to Isaiah, the 28th chapter. It's a verse or two that we need to pick up and show. So you write these scriptures down and you know that when you tell people about life, they need to know that they've been translated out of that death realm into the life realm. <coughs> And anything, now you can, you know, every person ought to, when they start out studying these things, ought to put on, get, get them a sheet of paper and draw them a line right down through the middle and on one side write death and on the other side write life. Write the, death and life. And under this over here, death, write everything that comes under the jurisdiction of death. Jesus said, the thief come not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. Anything that steals, kills, and destroys goes under the death realm. Does cancer, does it come under death? Does heart trouble? Does disease? Does poverty? Does fear? Does oppression? Does depression? Does failure? Does poverty? All these things, you can list them right under the death realm. Over on this side, he said that in him was life and his life was the light of men and everything that goes with life. He said that he is the father of life and everything in this life realm, you can list them right over there, happiness, joy, peace, health, prosperity, just list everything that's in the new covenant, list them over there. And you may say, look, well, I look at that. Here's the death realm. Well, it looks like to me 
You know, the doctor said that I'm, you know, I've got cancer. Well, that's under the death realm. What am I going to do about it? Well, I'm going to cry first. No. What am I going to do first? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know it. That's why people's in failure right now. They don't know they've been translated out of darkness and got over here in the life realm. And you can say, ha, ha, ha on you, devil. Ha, ha, ha. I'm not under your jurisdiction anymore. I'm delivered out of your kingdom and translated into the kingdom of Almighty God. I'm in this realm and I refuse in Jesus' mighty name to receive that. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 28, the 15th verse. Now listen to this. This is about a plain as a man needs to see where he had a covenant with and why he was, and that he was under the jurisdiction of the devil. He said, because you have said we have made a covenant with death and with hell, are we at agreement? When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under, under falsehoods have we hid ourselves. That sounds just like Satan's kingdom, doesn't it? I mean, you, 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 couldn't, you couldn't describe it any better if you took two hours. 16th verse, he said, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion. Who is Zion? That's the church. That's the body of Christ. He said, Behold, I lay in Zion a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious stone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also I will lay unto the line and righteousness to the plummet. And the, and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies and the water shall overflow the hidden place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled. Your covenant with death, your covenant with hell shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. Blessed be God. He's going to do something about you being under the jurisdiction of death. He's going to be, do something about you being under the jurisdiction of the evil one, sitting under his fear, sitting under his control. He's going to send Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, the tribe stone, a foundation to build the church upon, whereby man can be set free from anything of the enemy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn with me now to 2 Corinthians. The fifth chapter. Second Corinthians five and seventeen. I want you to realize that when you got born again, that that life was in the Christ came into you, and it didn't recreate your spirit; it gave you a new spirit. It caused you to be a new creation, a new being. But something more than just being a new creation happened to you. It's something more than that happened to you. You were placed in another realm, in God's realm itself. You are in the kingdom of God at the present time if you've been born again. Can you feature cancer living in, in heaven? Can you feature people dying with heart attacks in heaven? Well, of course not. Well, why are we doing it now in the body of Christ? We've been placed 
kingdom. He says when you're born again, you can see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We've been translated. We're not in that kingdom of death anymore. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, someone says, When you see a therefore, stop right there and see what it's there for. So let's see what that's there for. He said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God. Now, what did he say? He said, all things are passed away. All things are passed away, and all things are become new. All things are become new, and all things are of God. Everything that become new in you is of God. What you are is God made of. You are made of in your spirit, out of God. You were born out of God. You were birthed out of the eternal being, the one that has eternal life, for he's the father of life, and when you're born again, you've been refathered from above. You've got a new father. You've been refathered from above, secure in his great love. Hallelujah. All right, let me read you another translation of this. See, I want you to realize something happened to you more than you just receiving a substance into you. You were placed, as it were, taken out of one realm and put over into another complete realm. And I'm telling you right now, in this realm that we live in, there's joy, peace, happiness, love, there's health, there's prosperity, there's divine life and love and everything that God has in our realm and Satan cannot come over in this realm in your life unless you let it. Right. He cannot. Amen. He has no authority to. The English Bible said, When anyone is united to Christ, there is a new world. When anyone is united to Christ, there is a new world. Something happened just more than you just receiving a substance. You were placed in a new world. That new world is God. Where are you seated at now? We raised together and seated where? Say it out loud. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We was raised out of the very pits of hell, right out of the jaws of hell to the highest seat in the universe with Jesus Christ. Amen. Menez translation said, A new world has come. Doddridge's translation was real good. He said, There is a new creation in the heart of that man. If any man receives Christ, there is a new creation in the heart of that man. All things are passed away, and with respect to him, behold, all things are become new. He is brought, as it were, into another world. He's brought, as it were, into another world. Not just something coming into him, but he was brought out of one kingdom and placed into another. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. So we know that eternal life is not just a substance, it's also a realm. Eternal life is just not just the nature of God, it is a kingdom. See, we are that new creation, what? Nation. It's a nation of us. Whole nation of new births. 
Turn to, turn to the fifth chapter of Big John. Big John 5, 24. Big John 5 and 24. <clears throat> he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believes, believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, has Aeonius Zoe, has the life and nature of God, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. See, more than just a new creation, he's passed out of one realm into another. Do you see that? Amen. See, he's transferred. He, you know, a few years ago, American Oil had a, a refinery out here and had one of the uh, uh, one of the few ultra farmers in the in the whole world where they could make white gas. They was a leader in that in that field. But it got what gas uh, uh, oil was a little hard to come by around here, and they moved and they weren't making the money, so they just moved off. And a lot of those men that worked out there were transferred. They were transferred. Some of them went to Chocolate Bio in Texas. Some of them went up in Kansas City. Some went to Missouri. They went to different places all over the United States. And when they left El Dorado and they left the state of Arkansas, the governor of this state had no more jurisdiction over them. Do you see that? He couldn't go get them and say, Look, I, I had some friends that, that, that went down to Alvin, Texas. He couldn't want to Alvin, Texas, the governor, and say, well, just get him by the and say, let's go to Arkansas, boy. You can't stay down here in Texas. You're not going to get to stay down here. We're not going to put up with that. We kind of want you over there. You've been paying good tax money, and we ain't going to lose that. Just come on. Just drag him right on. Just get on him. He can't do that. But you know what Satan's been doing? He's been walking in to the spiritual realm and taking you by the hand and saying, Look here, how about me stealing your children? How about me putting sickness on you? How about me robbing you financially? You just come on back over here in the death realm. And you say, Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm coming. Instead of rising up and say, You get your hands off of me in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, I have, you have no more jurisdiction over me than Pharaoh had over the children of Israel when they crossed the Red Sea. I've passed out of death into life. I'm a new creation and I'm in a new kingdom. You have no authority over me. On no situation. Amen. Hallelujah. Eternal life frees us from the dominion of Satan. Eternal life frees us from anything of the enemy. Eternal does that. Praise God. Barclay translates that verse. John 5, 24, he said, he, had, he has eternal life. He has already crossed the boundary between death and life. He's crossed the boundary. Hallelujah. When them old boys got over in Texas, our governor couldn't do a thing in the world about it. You know the only way he could get, get him out over there? He'd have to have some kind of expedition papers with me. Praise God. God won't expedite you. Praise God. Hallelujah. He won't put you out. He won't never put you out, friend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. All the blessings, everything that goes in this constitution of the of our new covenant, everything written in this thing, it's signed, sealed in the red sealed blood of Jesus Christ. It's written in blood here, and that blood is covering this, and it's backed up by the Supreme Court of Heaven that every blessing in this belongs to you right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Eternal life done that for you. Goodspeed said, said he's passed out of death into life. Cotton Patch said he's been transferred, transferred from death region to the life region. New International Bible said he's crossed over from death to life. Praise God. You know, we've got a bridge over here at Greenville, Mississippi, between Greenville and, and Lake Village. And when you cross over, you cross over that bridge, friend, you cross over that bridge, you've got a new set of laws over there. How many of you know Mississippi's laws are different than ours? Amen. They're different altogether. They're even different, different kind of people than we are in Arkansas. Praise God. <laughs> no, I ain't going to say a redneck. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> But they're different people, but they've got different laws. Amen? They've got different laws. And, they, and, and when you get over there, you're under the jurisdiction of that governor over there, under their control of their laws. And either, I don't care what you've done over here, they can't, can't no one in Arkansas come over here and get you. Do you know that? I don't care who it is. You've got to check with the governor. Praise God. Do you see what we're getting at here? Amen. Satan can't just come get you anytime he wants to. He'd like you to believe that. Amen. He'd like you to believe, well, all this, uh, you know, just because you're living in this world, you're every now and then you'll co contact disease. And just because you're in this world, it is such a thing as failure in this world. It's such a thing in this world as poverty. And it's such things in this world. And they'll just come to you because you're in this world. Not so, my friend. Not so. Hallelujah. You've been translated out of his kingdom into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. He has no authority. Death, New Testament. Said he's already left, the, left death and has entered life. You already left death. You left the kingdom of darkness. You entered life. What does Colossians 3, 3 say? When you got born again, you died. It said you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. You, you live in the God realm. Amen. Turn over to Colossians, the first chapter. Colossians 1, 12 and 13. Me and Maxine could quote that anytime we wanted to, but I think it'd be better if we read it every now and then. Amen? Amen. Colossians 1, 12 said, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us able or meet to be partakers of what? Inheritance. Inheritance of the saints in life. In light. We've got an inheritance. Well, who'd we get an inheritance from? Got inheritance from our Father. You've been refathered from above. What did He give you? Well, He started you out with life. Right. Amen? Amen. 
He started you out with the life and nature of God. 13th verse said, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now that's clear enough, isn't it? You've been translated out of one kingdom, placed in another kingdom, out of darkness into light, out of the Satan's realm into the God realm. Eternal life transfers man out of Satan's dominion into the dominion of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me read you Cotton Patch translation. I know most of you can quote that too. Hallelujah. And I praise God that you can. Hallelujah. Cotton Patch said, It was the Father who sprang you from the jailhouse of darkness. It was the Father who sprang you from the jailhouse of darkness and turned us loose in the new world of His beloved Son. You've been turned loose in a new world. What world is that? Eternal life. You were sprung from the jailhouse of darkness. Do you know Satan had you in jail? He kept you in jail. Do you know it's a many Christian today sitting in jail with the door open? The door swung open to eternal life, friend. Doors done swung open. It swung open. It, whosoever will can walk out now. Hallelujah. The whole world at this present time has been set free. All they've got to do is receive Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's all. You know, God is one of the best that I've ever seen on jail breaks. Oh, he can break somebody out of jail. Hallelujah. I preached some of this over in Cummins one time. And some of them got broke out on the inside too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've never seen a man of God in my life that was turned on to the word of Almighty God that God couldn't get him out of jail. Any, any position that he's in. Hallelujah. Turn with me to little John. 1 John 5. Little John, the 5th chapter, 18th verse. First John 5 and 18 said, We know, now like a pre- preacher that knows something, don't you? Amen. He didn't say, I hope so and maybe so. He said, we know so, didn't he? He said, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and the wicked one touches him not. Cotton Patch translates that. We are aware that anyone who has been fathered by God does not wallow in sin. He doesn't continually wallow in sin. Instead, the one who has been fathered by God holds on to him, and the evil one does not run off with him. Praise God. The Father's genes are in you at the new birth. The Father's genes. And, and there is no way that the evil one can find a place to attach himself to you if you walk in the light of God. There ain't no way. There ain't no way. No way. Juan says, the evil one cannot get a hold of you. Rotterham said, the evil one fastens not on you. The evil one can't fasten itself on to you. Why? Because you've got something on the inside of you that repels Satan. You've got something on the inside of you whereby he can't find a handhold. 
He can't get a horse on you, you know. He can't get a horse on you. You know, kind of like, you know, at the rodeo, they, they grease up a pig. You know, they put up... You ever been to a rodeo and seen one of them greased pigs? Oh, they're, they're usually around prison rodeos. They, they, they'll grease up a pig and turn a bunch of them prisoners loose and they'll run that pig and grab him, you know, grab him and he just squirts out. Well, that's the way we ought to be. When Satan tries to grab us, we just squirt out. He can't grab a hole to us. Amen? Amen. There's no hand hold in us. Praise God. He can't find any place in us. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Romans, the eighth chapter and the second verse, he said the law, what we're talking about is the law now. The law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. We're set free from anything that comes under the law of sin and death. We're set free from it. We're set free and we have entered upon a new relationship, a new set of laws, Denise, and it's the law of the life of God that's on the inside of you and you've got jurisdiction in your home and you've got authority there from God himself and you have his ability on the inside of you that, that you can do anything that Jesus Christ tells you you can do. You can do it. Hallelujah. And Satan can't stop you. He can't stop you. There's nothing that can stop you. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Phillips translates Romans 8 too. He said, For the new spiritual principles of life in Christ Jesus lift me out of the old vicious cycle of sin and death. I like that. Out of the old vicious cycle, just the same old thing, back and forth, over and over, over and over, over and over, over and back and forth and forth and back. You know, it's the same, same old vicious cycle all the time. Same thing. Get, you know, just do something, just continue the same old pattern all the time. It lifts you out of that, blessed be God, and place you in a, a spiritual happiness kingdom where Jesus Christ is, is Lord and where he's king. Arthur S. Way translates that says, The law of the Spirit has emancipated me. I like that. Do you know what emancipation means? That's the same thing that, that during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln proclaimed all the slaves to be free. It was called the Emancipation Proclamation. He set all the slaves free at one time. But they didn't leave. Say, well, how come they didn't? Well, it looked like to me they'd have been glad to. They didn't know it. How come Christians are sick, dying, in poverty, fear, everything else? They don't know it. Satan has kept them blinded to these facts. He's kept them blinded that they've been set free from anything of the enemy. He's there blinded to this. Man, it was up until a few years ago, uh, uh, black people were treated just like they weren't even citizens. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen, that's right. Praise God. But I'm telling you this, that in the days when Jesus Christ is being Lord all over this United States, brothers are loving one another. Hallelujah. And ain't nothing going to emancipate people or set them free but Jesus Christ. Nothing will. Nothing will. He said, the, the law of the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life has emancipated me from the law of sin and death. 
Moffat said has set me free. Praise God. Turn with me to Second Timothy, the first chapter. See, as you gain knowledge of this and it becomes real to you in your life, you rise up from the inside and you quit, you, you quit taking anything from the enemy. Isn't that right, Merle? You just, you just quit. You won't put up with it. You just quit. You just quit. You refuse to. Hallelujah. You quit letting Satan run over you and rob you and steal from you and with sickness, disease, fear, everything else. First Timothy, the first chapter. I mean, Second Timothy. Second Timothy, the first chapter, the tenth verse. Second Timothy one ten. He said, But now but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality, life through the gospel. Let me read that again. It says, But now is is made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. He's brought this thing to life. It, no longer does a man have to stay under death, in other words. He don't have to. Jesus Christ has brought us something, and when you receive this, you've been translated. Amen. Blackwater translated that. Let me read that to you. He said, Who has rendered death who Jesus Christ, who has rendered death ineffective in all its aspects and consequences. Jesus Christ has rendered death, he has rendered disease, he's rendered poverty, he's rendered fear, he's rendered oppression, he's rendered depression, he's rendered everything in the death realm ineffective in all its aspects and all its consequences. He's rendered it ineffective. He's took you out of that realm and placed you over here. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that tonight? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, what, what we've got to realize is, is we've got a substance on the inside of us. It's the same substance of Almighty God, and it is the same thing that God's made out of, and the realm that we live in is the God realm. Not just in a new world, but in the new world of God. In the very, very life of God. Hallelujah. Stand up. Say this with me. In me is life. In me is Zoe. And this Zoe frees me from anything of the enemy. Zoe, the life and nature of God, makes me more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Jesus Christ, which is my strength. In me is life. And this life is the light of men. This life that's in me frees me from sickness. This life that's in me will not let me wallow in sin. This life that's in me frees me from any kind of fear. This life that's in me makes me in union with Christ. 
Christ. The same life that's in him is in me. He is the vine. I am the branch. In him is life. And this life is the light of men. In me is life. I've become the light of men. They can see this life in me. And they're drawn to me. Christ. This life frees me from death, frees me from disease. This life frees me from poverty. Jesus Christ became poor that I could become wealthy, have more than enough. I'm in the kingdom of God. It's more than enough in this realm. I'm in the kingdom of God. I've been born of God. I have His life, His nature, His ability. In me is life. Greater is He that's in me than anyone in the other realm. I'm free from the death realm. I'm free from the poverty realm. Satan will not rob from me, for I am a sheriff, and I have authority to rest him in Jesus' name. I've been given that authority from the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ.